All right. Greeting you with the holy words, peace. Peace be multiplied. All right. We're up to 239 pounds. All right. We got two weeks to get to 300. So some of you need to start running around the block. <laughs> two weeks, 300, right? So we need to get with it, right? That's our goal is 300 pounds as a church to lose this weight because we're trying to be physically fit. The young men done a good job cooking for Central High School. Is that right, Brother DJ? Uh, they gave breakfast to them before the game was Saturday. I couldn't make it because I was with, the, with my classmates who was here today. Give them a hand. All right. What we've been talking about in the last few weeks is Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy, right? But Jesus says he comes to give us life and life more abundant. And so what kind of life do you want to live? Abundant. But you have to remember that Satan, remember the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 and 8, be sober and and sober-minded because your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. So whatever, you got to understand that. We're in a spiritual warfare. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And so we have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, of course, and then we have to know that we have an enemy. So if you know you have an enemy, then you'll prepare yourself for that. And we, uh, do you understand that? And so we're going to talk about today of being, uh, uh, not being an unprepared person in a prepared place. Not being an unprepared person in a prepared place. Most people fall when they get someplace that they're not prepared for. And Christians fall a lot of times because they go to church. They're church people. There's a difference between a church person and a Christian, right? Christian means Christ-like, right? Is that, you're, are you with me? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tired today, so y'all talk back to me, inspire me. I need to be inspired. Not really, but it sounds good. All right. So, so, we, so this is what we're talking about today, is not to be uh, uh, an unprepared person in a prepared place. And so we, we, we're going to do some short stories uh, the word parable. Jesus talked a lot in parables, all right? And he has this great parable that he talks about of how to be prepared in a prepared place and what we need to do. Now, a parable is a short story uh, that, that he teaches us from moral, spiritual type lessons, especially stories that Jesus told. But he's talking about here. I'm going to come down here so you can make sure you get a good look at me. So, uh, so he talked about how to prepare our lives and what we need to do to prepare our lives. And so he used parables because, and we'll get into the scriptures, uh, because it made sense. The first time that I understood uh, how tough life could be and what you had to do in a, in a little way to handle business, and I, I'm trying to get it because right, because some of the classmates were probably there when we read this little story. Now, you got to listen to me. We're trying to be uh, prepared people in a prepared place. Now, there's one thing that I can promise you, okay? What's that, Pastor? What's that? Trouble will find you. Trouble's going to find you. That's just life. And a lot of things we blame on God and not know, it's just life. Trouble will find you. So we have to build our lives on something solid. Well, some of us, some of the young people here today with me, we went from the first grade up, right? And I don't know if this was the first grade or the second grade, and this thing bothered me when we read that. And because I was kind of wondering, I went home and I was kind of looking around at our house because I was a little nervous about what I heard. So can I tell the story? Yes. That's good, you're getting it. All right, because I'm gonna tell the story, right? And, And you know what that story was? is the three little piggies. 
that the story of the three mm -hmm. little piggies made a whole lot of sense to me, and it made me a little scared. Because you know, you know, you can build your house out of straw, wood, or, or, or brick, right? And our little house was was made out of wood. And as a little kid, you know, and you take that seriously, and I was worried about the wolf to come and puff and huff and blow my house down. <laughs> Are you with me? What I'm talking about? Yes. And so that little story makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't it? You see, because it makes a lot of sense because your house is not the one that you go home to. Your house is the one that you carry in. The Bible says, yes, the Bible says that our body is the temple of what? The Holy Spirit. So we are a temple, isn't that right? So that is your house, right? And the question is today, are you prepared mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and even financially, if something happens to you, what are you made of? Can I do it this way? What's your character made of? Straw, wood, or stone? You better figure it out. See, that's why sometimes one of the most embarrassing things is, is when a Christian goes through something, okay, and other people are looking and they watch them fall apart. Because we tell them that we are stronger than the others. Isn't that right? If we are strong enough to deal with the issues of life, then we ought to be able to stand. You can't stand unless you got something built on something. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So you all looked about those three little piggies. Y'all know that, that you've heard that story before. Some people are like, I've never heard that. <laughs> why would pastor use the three little piggies? Ask me why. Why? He's the pastor. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, why, that's why he can use that, right? So here we go. We're going to talk about that. And remember, be sober. Be sober. You got to be sober-minded because the devil is walking around like a roaring lion seeing who he may devour. Whether you know it or not, he's looking for some way to destroy your marriages, your body, your life, your finances. That's what he does. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yes. All right. But now, what did I say? Not Christ Hill North is not supposed to be the best. Everybody talks about being the best. What are we supposed to be? The best what? If you're a member of this church, you're supposed to be the best of the best. And let the brethren have the rest, but we're the best of the best, right? Because we are Christians, and as a Christian, we are the best of the best. All right. Are we good? Let's go to work. All right, we're going to start with Matthew 13, 10 through 11 from the NIV. The disciples came to Jesus and asked, why do you speak to people in parables? So they came to Jesus and they said, well, Master, why do you speak to people in parables? And there's a reason Jesus spoke to the people in parables, right? It's the same reason, people, that I use the three little piggies. That's right. What does he say? He says, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. See, in other words, some people have the knowledge of the kingdom of heaven. Some people need the three little piggies. They'll understand that. Uh, so y'all looking at me like you don't know me. <laughs> Some people don't get it. Right. Some people don't get it. So he has to speak in perils to introduce them to life. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so uh, I like parables. I like the story of the three little piggies. Because I see some little piggies in his audience here. <laughs> I can say that. Poor my, you know, uh, my, my people are used to Chet. They don't know about Johnny. But I'm a good guy, and you love me, don't you? Yes. 
Yes, that's the right answer. All right, here we go. Matthew 7, verse 24 through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So Jesus says, hey, everybody that hears, that's what the book says, his words and puts them into what? Practice is like a wise woman, right? Who builds her house on what? On a rock. Now he wouldn't want, listen to that, gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen, you got to build your life on something solid. You remember that song we sang on this rock, I Stand? There you go. All right. So what's your life built on? See, there's a lot of church people go to church, but they don't put it in practice. You see what I'm talking about? But let me tell you something. One day, trouble's going to find you, and you're going to have to make a stand. All right? Some of you know that. Okay. The message puts it this way. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life or homeowner improvements to your standard living. See, so he's trying to tell him is you can't get home improvement. You know when your house, something's wrong with your house, you call people in to do something, well, it's too late when trouble finds you. That's right. That's right. You, know, you understand what I'm talking about? So you got to build your life on something solid because it'll be too late when it hits you in your face and trouble finds you. Are we doing all right? That's right. All right? They are foundational words, words to build a life on. So Jesus says his words are what? Foundational words. I'm coming down. His words are what? Foundational words. In other words, you've got to build your life on something solid. You've got to have your life on something that's a foundation. Too many houses fall apart when the winds blow. Storms come in life, they fall apart. Jesus told us, said, hey, folks, build your life on something. He wouldn't tell you to build your life on something solid if he didn't know trouble was coming, would he? Isn't that right? Does that make sense? He'd have said, you know, you can't live in a trailer. Y'all, I'm talking spiritually. Get up here with me. Read that again, because I like the way it sounds. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. When you read that Bible, the Bible ought to speak to you, and you ought to get spiritual revelations of what you need to build your life on. The question is, what is your life built on? You see, you see, we've been talking for the last two months. We keep going because I'm trying to get you to understand. You ever see those license plates where it says stuff happens? <laughs> Boy, you all just went right on down there, didn't you? Huh? You see? Well, it ain't lying. Things happen in life. It's just the way life is. But how you handle it. It's what non-Christians are looking at. Do you understand that? Sometimes you got to bury folks. Sometimes you get bad calls in the middle of the night. Sometimes you get cancer, diabetes. Sometimes this stuff happens, but it's how you handle it. It's 
how you're in a, identified as a Christian. Do you understand? You, you all remember when I told you the story, when the doctor told me I came in and he had his head kind of down, and when the doctor has his head kind of down, you, you know something's going to be that you don't want to hear. And I'll never forget it. And he said, Johnny, I hate to tell you this, you got cancer. And you, are, you all, some of you heard the story, and me and God fell out for about 12 hours. Right. I fell out with him. He probably didn't care one way or the other what I was feeling. Right. But after, the, after I had this little thing, self-pity, yes, and I'd ask God, I said, God, why me? Because I know people in my church don't even take care of themselves. Should be one of them. I'm fit, eating right, jogging, doing everything right. I did say that, but I didn't say it about you. You know what the Spirit told me? Why not you? Why not you, the strong one, be a representative of the power of Christ? Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't teach people how to deal with issues if you ain't been through no issues. You can't tell someone how to build their house on a rock if your house ain't built on a rock. So he said, why not you? Do you understand what I'm talking about? And there's going to be some more in here. It's how you handle life that makes your light shine. Jesus said, let your light shine before men. Did he not say that? Well, that means when stuff happens, let your light shine. You see, the best thing that ever happened to me in my life is to be a three-time cancer survivor. You see, the best thing that ever happened to me in my life was to be a, a three-time cancer survivor. You see, they don't get it. They don't get it. A good-looking three-time cancer yeah, survivor. Right. Oh, you're right. talking about. You see, you got to laugh at stuff. Have some joy. We come to church. We set up in church looking pitiful and sad. Huh? Yes. No. We are conquerors in church, isn't that right? Yes. Because our life is built on something solid in Christ. Yes. Right? We don't just read this. We live this. If you live this, you can overcome any situation or circumstance that ever happened in your life. That's, right. That's how it goes, isn't that right? That's right. I don't know what you, I don't care what you're saying. I want to know what you're living. That's right. You see, sometimes when Brother Isaac's up here, he'll say, how y'all living? And people say, blessed. I want to say, how you live? And I want you to say, righteously, holy. All right? All I have right. no clue where I'm at. We're on verse 25. All right, that sounds good. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. So what Jesus is saying, he's giving us, this is a parable. It's almost like the three little piggies, isn't it, huh? Yes. You all didn't know I was going that way, did you? All right? <laughs> So I'd already been introduced to this as a child, and then Jesus came along, and I read the scriptures the same story. Yes, it is. Because it's going to rain sometimes in your life. You do know that, right? That's right. There's going to be some storms coming in your life. You do know that, right? You see? But if you build your house on something solid, That's right. you can make stand. All right? Go ahead. Yes, because you will not fall, and you will have your foundation built on the rock. You will not fall if your foundation is built on the rock, and the rock is Christ. If your life is built on Christ, when the storm comes, the rain comes, I'll do it this way, the, the telephone calls comes, you have to bury folks, the accidents, the incidents, when all of these things, you can stand. That's right. You can stand. That's right. Didn't say you wouldn't grieve. Yes. Didn't say you wouldn't cry. But it says you can do what? 
you can stand. And when you can't stand, what? Stand, stand anyhow. All right. But Sometimes I, I feel so good about a message, I wish I was sitting out there listening <laughs> like you are. Huh? I'm a fun guy, too, because I love life. All right? Are you learning something? All right. He also tells us, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice. So there's going to be some church people that hear it, but they're not going to put it into practice. What's going to happen to them? <laughs> they are going to be a foolish man or woman who built their house on sand. When you build your house on sand, you will fall apart. That's right. Period. You see? I promise you all something. Say what, Pastor? Trouble will find you trouble to find you. You're going to have to go through something. I, I know you like listening to those prosperity preachers. Life is good. That's called heaven when nothing happens. This is called life. That's right. Jesus told us to build it because he knew that we would deal with issues. That's right. All right? That's right. Okay. Now we'll turn to 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 through 9 from the message, then the NIV. See, see, this is one of my, I'm going kind of fast. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I might have to slow down a little bit. My caterers won't be here. You guys will be standing around here waiting. <laughs> this is one of my favorite, favorite scriptures. You need to get this. Let's, let's go to the commentary. Okay. We're going to go to the commentary. This is my commentary. I love this. You see, I got it printed in, you know, because I'm getting a little older now, so it's really big. But, you, but you, I'm coming down here again. This is how it is. This scripture is how it is. All right? I'm going to use the commentary first, and then we'll add the scripture with it. Okay? All right. Hard-pressed, not crushed. Sometimes you're going to be hard-pressed. But if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be crushed. That's right. Let me come over here because y'all not talking to me. Sometimes you're going to be hard-pressed, but if you're a Christian, you won't be crushed. That's right. That's right. I don't care who you are in here. You're living good now, but you don't know what your after while is going to be. That's right. But you better build your life on something. Don't be an unprepared person in a prepared place. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. All right. If you experience Christ's presence and power if in you, your life. If you can experience Christ's presence and power That's in right. your life. That's right. You got to experience his presence and his power. It's called the indwelling Holy Spirit. You see, it's not, I mean, when you feel it, sometimes it just feels so good and so powerful. You feel that you can just whip anything. That's right. Does that make sense? You, you get, I mean, you get that bad news, you're just like, it ain't nothing but a thing. Right. Say, it ain't nothing but a thing. It ain't nothing but a thing. When you get that bad news, you say, it ain't nothing but a step for a climber. Yeah, you ought to learn it well. All right, here we go. Absolutely no trouble. No trouble. Absolutely no trouble. I'm speaking to you. Absolutely. You have the power of Christ within your life. Absolutely no trouble. Go ahead. No sickness. No sickness. And no tragedy. No tragedy. Will cause your spiritual defeat. Will cause you to be spiritually defeated. Oh, you'll grieve, but you will never be defeated. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's right. Do you understand what I'm talking about here? That's right. We come to church to grow and to get spiritual. I call it the, the training room to get spiritual muscle. When the Holy Spirit gives you that spiritual muscle, you will not fall. 
Read that one again. I like that part. <laughs> Absolutely no trouble. Absolutely. Say that. Absolutely no trouble. No sickness. No sickness. No tragedy. No tragedy. Will cause your spiritual defeat. And say me. Will cause me no spiritual defeat. And that's how you're supposed to live as a Christian. That's right. That's how you're supposed to live as a Christian. And many of you in here, I know some of you in here, many of you members, we've done it. We've buried folks. We went to hospital. We've had operation. But we stand. We stand because we believe this. Isn't that right? right. All right. When outward circumstances become unbearable. When outward circumstances, that means in a natural man or natural woman, become unbearable. And your human resources are exhausted. Listen, your human resources are exhausted. That's right. God's resources are given to expand your faith, hope, and strength. And guess what that does? Some people live in the natural. I gave that up. Ask me why. Why? Because I want to live in the supernatural. That's right. You understand what I'm talking about? When you get saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't live in the natural anymore. You live in the supernatural, right? That's right. Are y'all with me? Yes. Because see, one of these days, one of these days, you're going to learn. I hope you've learned something today because you're going to have to go there. You're either going to have to live in the natural or live in the supernatural. If you live in the natural, you're going to fall apart. But if you live in the supernatural, you can have it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Oh, yeah, you can. Come on, say, yes, I can. Yes, I can. All right. And under no circumstances will God forsake his faithful children. God won't forsake you under no circumstances. And I know it's hard sometimes, it's difficult sometimes, because somebody's sitting here, but you don't know. I'm not the one that needs to know. You need to know that God is faithful to his children. That's right. That's right. All right. Now, 2 Corinthians from the message, we've been surrounded and battered by troubles. And many of you can say amen to that. Have you ever been surrounded and battered by troubles? Yes. All right. But we're not demoralized. But we're not demoralized. No. Doesn't bother us. What well, bothers us, and it hurts us, and we cry, and we grieve, but we make a stand. That's right. Isn't that right? Yes. We've been spiritually terrorized. We've been spiritually terrorized. That's when you get those calls. Some of you know what I'm talking about when you get those calls, yeah. and it just paralyzes you. Hmm. You see? And you get terrorized with that, but you can make a stand. That's right. You can make a stand. And God hasn't left our side. He hasn't left our side. I don't understand why some things happen. I can't tell you I understand it. I ain't trying to understand it. But I tell you, God hasn't left your side. You may be going through something in here this morning. You may be grieving this morning through some things. Your memory bank may be taking you back through some things. But one thing I can promise you, two things. Trouble to find you, but God will be right there beside you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he will. Remember that song, Walk With Me, Lord? Sometimes you just got to say, Walk With Me, Lord. All right? We've been thrown down, but we haven't broken. We've been what? Thrown down. Been thrown down, but what? Haven't broken. We haven't been broken. We've been thrown down, but we haven't been broken. We're Christians. That's right. We're going to get thrown. This is the scripture saying this. We're going to get thrown down, but we refused to be broken. There are things that are going to happen in our lives that's going to just make us just cry and grieve. 
but we refuse to be broken. We refuse to fall apart because we're Christians and we're Christ-like and we empower the Holy Spirit and he strengthens us and encourages us and disciplines us no matter what the situation or the circumstance might be. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's right. All right? The NIV puts it this way. We are hard-pressed on every side. And sometimes it's like that. I don't know if anybody's been in. Sometimes like it's all hell has broke loose. Right. I can say that. That's, it's, it's, that's an that's a emotion and a feeling. And it's like everything's going wrong. You might have buried somebody. You got sickness. You got financial problems. All these things. And it's just like I'm pressed on every side. That's right. All right? But we are not crushed. We're not crushed because we built our house on what? Out of rock. That's right. All right? Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. We're going to be, sometimes you'll be persecuted, but not abandoned. That's right. Struck down. down. I like this part. I got to do this. Okay. Struck down, but not destroyed. That's right. That's right. Struck down, but not destroyed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. We refuse refuse to quit. There's no such thing as quitting us. You see? Satan brings his best. We bring our best. That's right. And we tell him, let's get this thing on. As they say in the street, let's do this. Huh? All right. Come on here. Come on here. All right. All right. First John 4 and 4 from the NIV. And I can already finish here because I didn't want to be here there long, but say. Take your time, Pastor. <laughs> A little slow today. <laughs> Let you. me tell you, I'll do this. You dear children, you are from God and have overcome. We're called overcomers, people. That's why it's in there. Mm -hmm. Do you know why we're overcomers? You can read this when you get home. You know why we're overcomers? Because, I, I don't know about y'all, I'm gonna speak for me, and you can say amen if you wanna, if you wanna be on my team. Do you know why I'm an overcomer? Say why, Pastor. Why? Because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Come on here. Huh? huh? That's what the scripture says. The scripture says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What that means is, you are stronger than any adversity, situation, circumstance that might be thrown upon you because what? And if, hey, say amen to that. And you know how I do it, right? I can do, I can do all things, all things through, Christ, through Christ, which strengthens me. I can do, I can do all, things all things through Christ, Christ which strengthens me. One more time. I can do, I can do all, things all things through Christ, through Christ which, strengthens me. which strengthens me. Back to the scripture. Greater is he, Greater is he that is in me, that is me than he is in the world. So I can do all things all things all things through Christ, through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. And if I had a mic, I'd drop the mic because I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. God bless you.
God bless you. God bless you. He did that again. Don't, don't leave. Come back, come back, come back, come back. No, this mic, this mic costs too much money. You're not dropping this. <laughs> we'll get you a cheap mic. <laughs> Let's give the pastor another round of applause. Amen. Let's have his, his alumni and his friends please come up. Let's give them a round of applause. They all came to visit us today. Come on up. Get your camera out, please. The pastor doesn't know it, and we'll have you guys stand on both sides of him. Pastor doesn't know it, but they have a, uh, a special presentation for you. Is that right? This morning, yeah. Yeah, both sides, both sides. I hope this is a good thing. <laughs> this is, uh, what, what year reunion? 64. 60. So you all graduated in, in 1964? Yes. That's a wonderful thing. So they're presenting you this plaque this morning. It says Johnny Chesterfields in recognition of all the lives past and present that you have uplifted and comforted in appreciation of your leadership and encouragement to others, challenging them to achieve their full potential. Your tireless service and devotion is an inspiration to everyone around you. We, the LRHS class of 1964, declare you to be our most outstanding member. Wow. That's great. Wow. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You all can keep laughing until I get down there. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Now they want to get you guys all in one shot. So if you stand in the middle, you guys kind of squeeze in so we can get you all in one shot here. And I want to, th that's great. And you know, I've got a lot of awards in my life, but other than carrying an Olympic torch, this has to be the best thing that happened. These people have been, some of, some of these here had been knowing me since the first grade. And for you all to think that much of me, it just blesses my heart. It just blesses my heart. It really blesses my heart. And uh, can you see me with that camera? Uh, Jerry Miller, because we're going to put this on it. Jerry Miller was a part of this too? Yes. A big part of it? Mr. Jerry Miller was a, uh, a great part of this. And he had to go back home. And this is your people that you got here. And I appreciate this, and we're going to be praying for your health and hope you get well soon, and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. Oh, I'm supposed to get in here, right? We can do this. Nah, I think we Can you get us all? Oh, we, we can kind of stand sideways, and maybe that'll get it. If we can't, we can get two rows if we have to. 
We'll make sure we get everyone. Are we good? We got everyone? I want you all to stay up here with me. I really appreciate that. Give these people a hand for that. There we go. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we want to thank you for the blessings today. We want to thank you for the blessings of, I won't say classmates, but friends. Thank you for my friends who came and, and touched my heart and my spirit today. This makes me feel so great. If not for you, for doing some things in my life and changing my life, I wouldn't be standing here. And some of these right here don't know that they played a big part in my life because I could have went a different direction. So I thank you for it. We thank you for all that's attended here today. We thank you for the message. We want to be the children that you would have us to be, that we want to make you smile. We ain't thinking about anybody else anymore. We want to make you smile. And we thank you. And from this day on, we are going to build our house on a rock. And all in agreement said? Amen. All right. And with the first lady to come up here. I know you ought to turn my mic off. <laughs> Want the first lady to come up here, please? And uh, instead of going the back way, let's come up and greet some of these people here. Come on. Come on. That's, that's, Y'all can move. Come on. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed week. Come forward and greet Pastor, Pastor's friends. 